Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cruise Radio. Always love to hear from you. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. And believe me when I tell you, we are always getting lots of emails about using your cell phone at sea. On this episode, Jim McKenna, Vice President of Customer Support and Product Development for Wireless Maritime Services, or better known as Cellular at Sea, joins us to answer all your questions about cell phone use while cruising. But first, media mogul Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guys with us. He's been everywhere lately. You've been on the Fox News. You've been on the, what else there, Doug? Connecticut? I was in uh, New York uh, doing Fox and up in uh, Hartford doing uh, NBC and you know, yeah. back in Miami doing NBC. And oh, everywhere. It's a busy time. You were on oh, Miami yeah. this morning, right? I was on uh, NBC in Miami this morning, and uh, actually I'm heading back to New York uh, Thursday for the uh, arrival of the three queens, the uh, three Canard ships, uh, Queen Mary II. Queen Victoria and the brand new Queen Elizabeth. Thank you for clarifying. I wasn't sure if there was a drag show coming up here. <laughs> All right. Then. That'll be on the premium content. All right. Then. <laughs> Let's first get to the radiance of the seas. It was delayed because they had to clean up the norovirus remnants. Yeah, there was about 125 passengers in total that uh, allegedly were impacted by what is being perceived to be norovirus-like symptoms, which is the stomach flu. You know, you know, over a 24 to 48 hour period, uh, people, uh, you know, came down with the virus. And what's very important for people to understand, guys, is that this is something that other passengers brought on board the ship, didn't wash their hands, and essentially got other passengers sick. Yeah. What they did was they delayed the departure of the next sailing by a few hours in order to uh, thoroughly clean the ship. When you say thoroughly clean the ship, I kind of imagine like the Zamboni driving around the ship, brushing the walls. Either that or the cat in the hat, massive cleaning machine he busts out at the end of the movie there. Yeah. So what actually has taken place? Well, there's, there's various levels of scrubbing, but during the course of the cruise, they have, they have different levels of what they do to food service on board the ship. So at some points when it really gets to like a code red, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you won't be able to... Uh, serve yourself at the buffet. They will serve for you. You won't have uh, the bread basket on your dining room table, nor will you have salt and pepper shakers. The dining uh, staff will uh, perform those functions for you so that you know, they're, they're reducing the amount of touching that's going on. Let's move on to the Disney Dream. Well, what's very exciting is uh, next week uh, Disney Dream is going to go uh, on her uh, media travel agent cruise. The naming uh, will uh, take place on January 19th. Uh, followed by a uh, two-night sailing uh, on board Disney Dream. And she came in a little larger than uh, originally intended. She was supposed to be 122,000 tons, uh, came in just uh, around 130,000 tons. She's got uh, 1,250 cabins for 2,500 passengers, double occupancy, but she's got a very high ratio of you know, uh, third and fourth and fifth passenger cabins. So the total full, the ship will be 4,000 passengers. And this ship has some unique dining options, doesn't it? It, it really does, uh, Doug. I mean, besides, um, you know, the, the, on the other uh, Disney ships, you know, they have the three rotating dining rooms, which they will continue. They'll have Animator's Palette. They'll have Enchanted Garden, Royal Palace. The adult-only uh, restaurant mm. that they had on board the previous two ships, Paolo, which is Italian, is going to be essentially added to. They're going to have another restaurant called Remy, 
and uh, it's going to be um, very uh, exclusive, very fine dining, and um, it, it could be an eight to ten course eating extravaganza. But uh, it, it'll definitely be you know five star dining. There's lots of stuff for the kids. They'll still have um, you know Flo's Cafe, Luigi's Pizza. They'll have Doc's Grill. Uh, Fillmore's favorites love um, ice cream, which is for uh, obviously ice cream, but it's the other <laughs> way, ice cream. Right. Um, so they're they're going to have a lot of different dining venues. But uh, what's really nice is, look, they've had 12 years to to get ready for this, and uh, you know since their last ship debuted, and the technology between when they ordered Disney Wonder and Disney Magic to Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy is significant, and the the options and the technology that they're going to have. Put aside the dining for a moment. The entertainment on board Disney Dream is going to be off the charts. And, and I've heard this from so many people uh, at Disney who have actually seen the dress rehearsals from the shows that people are just going to be amazed. Oh, and one of our listeners just got back from the Disney Dream and sent us a bunch of pictures. Check it out, Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. Talking about dining options, Celebrity debuted their avant-garde restaurant Cuisine on the Eclipse. And I guess it's doing so well, they're going to add it to the Infinity and maybe other ships? It's doing extraordinarily well, and they are going to be adding it to other ships. Infinity uh, will go into dry dock in uh, November, uh, and uh, it will be uh, added to that uh, ship instead of uh, Tuscan Grill. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's just done so extraordinarily well that, uh, you know, it, it, it should be fleet-wide. You know what? This should be a restaurant land-based, and, uh, you know, they get people to, to experience what cruise cuisine is and uh you know maybe uh, entice them to take a cruise but um the concept is great the food the execution as you guys remember uh they don't have waiters in this restaurant they've got um culinary culinary guides right so it, it's and it's a lot of fun it's, it's a lot of fun to go with a group <laughs> of right. people you may have uh, had spring rolls before but you've never had spring rolls served in a slinky <laughs> <True>. <laughs> what an experience that was huh uh, Not to get into a Brownsville, Texas conversation, but will we ever see Corpus Christi as an embarkation port? Well, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be on any itineraries in the near future. I think um, they in El Paso, Texas, are uh, <laughs> going to be battling it out for uh, who has a chance to get a cruise uh, ship because neither of them have it. I think Corpus Christi is uh, coming out on the heels of a feasibility study, uh, the two feasibility studies done by their uh, colleagues uh, to the south, uh, in Brownsville, Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. It's great that so many cities would like to be a cruise port, but there is nothing that they can offer that Galveston and, you know, the demand that Galveston and Houston can't uh, fulfill at this point. Yeah. And there's just not enough demand. I mean, 80% of the people that go on cruises out of Galveston are from Texas. And yeah. most of the people are up in, in north, and Galveston is right there in the middle. So you could do all the enticements that you want. I mean, it's not a city wants to use financial uh, benefits to try to lure jet service, where they've traditionally been served by props. There's really nothing that they, they, they can offer to the cruise passengers. And anyone in Texas, look, I mean, it's, they, they want to get to the Caribbean. It's right. like you know, the people in, in Los Angeles. Um, you know, Catalina is not going to be found on a seven-day Mexican Riviera cruise because the people there have been there and done that. They, they want to go to the Mexican Riviera. They, they'd rather go to Ensenada. They may even want to go to Tijuana more so. But in this case, the passengers leaving out of Texas, they, they want to get to the Caribbean. They, they don't want to stop in Corpus Christi 
or um, you know down in Brownsville or, or or visit you know South Padre Island. As nice as these destinations may be, the people want the Caribbean. We got to move quickly down the coast to Belize, where Carnival is tendering there. Uh, they apparently want to have a hundred and fifty passenger minimum on these tender boats. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense to protect the reefs down in in Belize, which is a diving mecca. It's just absolutely gorgeous if you you love to snorkel or or scuba dive. But because of the distance between the ship and the pier, Carnival is essentially going to be mandating uh, that 150 passenger minimum tender boats be used because it's just taking too long for the smaller boats to get the passengers to and from the ship uh, to make it a worthwhile port. And evidently they've been getting, you know, a good amount of complaints, so Carnival's trying to work it out. But, uh, you know, ho- hopefully this, this will... Uh, uh, you know, be be resolved, and uh, you know they'll they'll get the larger tender boats. Yeah, Doug. You know this all went down at a skybox at a Miami Heat's game. <laughs> Let's talk about travel insurance for a minute, because um, almost half the airports in the U.S. right now are shut down or snowed in or or whatever, and the people who don't have travel insurance that are trying to get to their cruise ship are basically screwed, right? Back when I was in New York, and uh, 20 inches of snow had uh, fallen on New York City the night, you know, the day before, the, you know, the big question of the day from the anchors was whether or not, you know, the cruise lines would forgive, allow passengers to change their arrangements so that they could, you know, catch the cruise. But unfortunately, the ships will leave. They're they're able to leave, and they don't control the the airports. They don't control the planes. And your getting there is, 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 you know, unfortunately not to be cold. <laughs> it's, it's, it's your responsibility. So the most important thing you could do is really get the insurance because it not only protects your luggage, it, protects, it, it covers interruption. It covers your cancellation. So if you're unable to make it uh, down there, um, you really need to uh, consider uh, travel insurance. And the other, the other tip is, you know, definitely plan to get in there uh, a day or two before. All right, Stuart will be back later in the show with your hot deals. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Hazana. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Better send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah. Cruise One. We have with us Jim McKenna. Vice President, Customer Support and Product Development for Wireless Maritime Services, uh, also known as Cellular at Sea. But uh, first of all, Jim McKenna, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate the invitation. You were saying off the air that uh, the industry, the cruise industry, people know you best as Wireless Maritime Services, or WMS, but most passengers would know you better as uh, Cellular at Sea. In fact, your website is CellularAtSea.com, correct? That's correct. For efficiency's sake, though, during this interview, we'll just refer to you guys as WMS. First of all, what specifically does WMS do, and how is your company connected with AT&T Cellular? Well, what we do is we provide that magic link, if, if you will, that allows folks on cruise ships and ferries 
to use their cell phones exactly the same way they would if they were back home on shore. So to answer the question, we provide voice data and text messaging services when people are out on the high seas. We are a joint venture, so by that I mean wireless maritime services is owned, majority owned by AT&T and also by our other partner, MTN. Um, AT&T, obviously everybody knows, is uh, the, the, the major telecommunications player around the world, and our relationship with AT&T allows us to provide a whole lot of services um, and great features to all our passengers who are out on the ships. You know, I could speak from personal experience on this one, Jim. I had a uh, last summer a $600 cell phone charge on my iPhone from Sailor at Sea. Uh, can you give us the straight scoop on roaming charges and how basically how Sailor at Sea works? Sure. Um, roaming charges and, and the actual retail rate that you pay when you're on the ship are, are really wholly determined by the telephone company you have your service with. So whether your service provider is AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, um, pick, pick a telco, they're the ones that actually set the retail rate that you pay on board. Um, they, they are not the same retail rates that you would expect to pay when you're home in, in a terrestrial environment. As you could imagine, when you're setting up the, the network and all the necessary equipment to provide the service on ship, um, it is a, a pretty expensive endeavor to, to get this really cool technology to work. So at the end of the day, it, it's the individual telephone companies that actually set those retail rates, and again, they vary by by different providers. WMS has unfortunately nothing to do really with the retail rates. I mean, we, for for lack of a better analogy, the way I like to explain to people what what we do is, WMS provides that that bridge or that connector that connects the call from the shore ship, and obviously that happens over a satellite connection. We carry that traffic for hundreds and hundreds of different telephone companies around the world. So if you use the analogy of bridge, we allow the traffic to go over that bridge regardless of where that car is coming from or going to. So it could be, again, with AT&T, with Verizon, or one of hundreds of different telephone companies around the world. But it's those individual carriers that set their retail rates. And, and really, when, when folks are about to cruise, um, we tell them you need to check with your home carrier to confirm what prices will be in effect if you use your phone on the ship. And there's a different rate for a voice call, different rates for data usage if you're surfing the web or using email on your smartphone, as well as SMS charges. Doug isn't satisfied with racking up a $600 at sea bill only one time. No, three times. Passengers really need to pay attention to the little symbols in the upper left-hand corner or whichever phone they have uh, at the top of their phone there. How can someone know for certain when they make a call at sea or in port if they're racking up the bill? The answer to that is that when they look at their handset, if their home carrier is is shown on there, again, it's AT&T, that's going to mean that the ship is either in port or in range of a terrestrial signal. Okay. If it's, a, if it's a ship on which Cellular at Sea or WMS provides service, they're going to see that simple change to either uh, Cellular at Sea or there's another code, depending on the handset and the ship that they're on, it could show a symbol that says 901.18. Oh, wow. 901 is the code that means maritime. GSM communications, 18 is, is the code number assigned to WMS. So if they see cellular at sea or 901.18, 
that means that the the ship's tower is on and they're basically doing the international roaming. Yeah, I have seen the GMS on my iPhone. Isn't yeah, that right, yeah, Doug? Same here. Yeah, uh, Jim, how are charges calculated regarding texting? Again, the individual charges on a retail site are set by each phone carrier, um, and I can tell you that I know that um, most of them will charge international roaming rates when you're out at sea. So for the most part, and, and I'm, I'm broadly speaking for a lot of the North American telephone companies now, most of their charges on, say, the texting side are going to be $0.50 cents to send a text. Some of them charge $0.10 cents to receive. Some of them don't charge anything to receive. It really depends on the carrier. But again, those individual retail rates are, are set by the carriers. One, one thing I'd, I'd like to point out that um, we're happy to, to announce to everybody is that through our relationship with AT&T, AT&T is actually the first of the major telephone companies now to introduce a special package just for people on cruise ships. And this is a package that was introduced in mid-December, and it's called the Passport Package, the Cruise Ship Passport Package. This is just for AT&T subscribers, and what it is is it's a special package that you add to your monthly plan, and for $35 a month, it includes 15 minutes of voice calls as well as 15 cent text messages. So you've got 15 minutes of voice and 15 SMSs for $35 a month. It represents about a 22% discount off the normal voice and SMS rates. And this is the first time any of the carriers have done anything special in terms of retail pricing. If folks are interested in signing up for it, they simply can call AT&T at 916-843-4685, or they can also sign up for it online by going to att.com forward slash world packages. And this isn't only for smartphones, right? If you have an AT&T flip phone, like an old school phone, we call them, that would still work on that, correct? Yep, absolutely. It covers voice and SMS regardless of the phone device that you have. Very cool. But again, this is just for AT&T subscribers. Right. Does WMS handle internet uh, as well as cellular service? We handle data. So okay. what that means is if you're using your smartphone, let's say, again, it's, it's, it's an iPhone, for example, um, we provide data connection as well as the voice and the texting. So the answer is yes, through, through the phone system, just like you could use your phone to surf the web and do emails terrestrially, we provide that same service out at sea. A lot of our listeners sail Oceana Cruises, and I understand you all recently renewed the contract with them? Yeah, um, we are very happy that we have renewed our partnership with Oceania and also Regent Cruises. They, they are part and parcel of Prestige Cruise Holdings, and PCH runs both of those brands. Um, they, like many of our other cruise line partners, decided to renew the relationship with WMS. And uh, last year, we were happy to renew our relationship for another couple of years. And on top of that, we are also providing service on the new Oceania ships that are coming out. So we're very happy about that. Aside from that line, uh, how many cruise lines do you cover and how many cruise ships? Man, all together, and, and this is a count of both cruise ships and ferries, because we do provide service on a couple of the ferry lines over in Europe. Altogether, we are at a ship count of 139 vessels around the world. Now, that ranges from some of the smaller cruise ships and, and ferry lines all the way up to, for example, the Royal Caribbean Oasis and the Allure of the Seas, the, the large in the world. Um, if I laid them all out and gave you the count of cruise lines, it's probably about... 
35 to 40 cruise lines. Um, we pretty much provide the service on just about all the cruise lines in North America from um, pretty much all the family, all the Carnival family of brands from Carnival to Holland. Um, within Royal Caribbean or RCCL, we provide the service on Royal, on Celebrity, on Azamara. We also are happy to provide service on, on Disney, on NCL, on Crystal, on Silver Sea, and I could keep going and going, but hmm. we, we are the number one player in the world because of the, the service that we deliver and, and the focus on making sure the service works like it should. So we're, we're happy to say we, we've got most, most of the cruise lines covered. Jim, we have a lot of listeners who are crew members. Do you all uh, offer special pricing for them? Yeah, absolutely we do, and, and we are very very aware and, and sensitive to the need for crew members to want to stay in touch with family members back home. We know a lot of crew on, on the ships come from a lot of really cool places all around the world, from Indonesia to the Philippines and, and, and places they're in. And we're happy to provide a, a, a service just for crew that's called Cruise Phone. And the way Cruise Phone operates is it's a special SIM card that is available in the crew area for crew members on our vessels. And with that SIM, for the crew members, they're able to put the SIM into their unlocked phone. And with that, the crew members can enjoy special discounted rates um, that vary depending on where they're calling back to. So we're real happy to provide that. We provide that on a number of the major cruise lines right now, um, rolling it out to more vessels as I speak. Um, the crew members love it. It's, it's a great thing for the cruise lines because it, it helps improve uh, employee morale and we're happy to provide it because it allows crew members to call home at uh, more more affordable rates for based on their budget. And before we close, Jim, once again, can you highlight the uh, the package? What's that call for the passengers? It's the AT&T Cruise Ship Passport Package. And what it is, is it's, it's a monthly feature that an AT&T subscriber would add to their account. And for $35 each month, it provides 15 minutes of voice calls, whether they're outgoing or incoming, in addition to 15 text messages outgoing. And th those messages can either be text or picture and, and video. Folks can sign up for it by calling AT&T directly at area code 916-843-4685, or they can go and get more info and sign up online by going to att.com forward slash world packages. He is the Vice President of Customer Support and Product Development for Wireless Maritime Services, Jim McKenna. Thank you so much for being with us on Cruise Radio. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Each episode, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're planning a hotel stay before or after your cruise, one hotel chain will be asking something new when you book. Smoking, non-smoking, or Respire? That's because select Hyatt properties are now featuring signature Respire hypoallergenic rooms that are designed to provide a more comfortable environment for allergy and asthma sufferers. The rooms undergo an additional six-step cleaning process to reduce airborne particles and minimize the presence of potential irritants. 
This includes air purification systems, treatment of all fabrics and surfaces in the room, and mattresses and pillows that are encased in a protective hypoallergenic covering. According to Hyatt officials, the end result is air that is 10 times purer than that found outside and 98% free of airborne viruses and bacteria. In total, Hyatt plans to have approximately 2,000 of these hypoallergenic rooms at 125 full-service properties in the U.S., Canada, and throughout the Caribbean. Currently, more than 60 Hyatt hotels offer their rooms in cities like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Orlando, and Miami. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is back with your hot deals. What you got? Canards Queen Victoria, which is sister to Queen Elizabeth, is going to be doing four to 15-night Mexican Riviera, Hawaii, Panama Canal, and Caribbean sailings out of uh, New York, Los Angeles, and Fort Lauderdale. So it's a great time. And the one sailing I'd love to uh, highlight is the February 13th. It's a great Valentine's Day cruise. Four-night out of Los Angeles from $449 per person. And if you've got Disney on the mind, uh, Disney Dream begins sailing December 26th out of uh, Port Canaveral doing three and four night Bahamas cruises where pricing starting as low as $599 per person but the pricing is not going to be going down it's actually going up uh, probably the best deal in the Caribbean right now is Princess Cruises they've got the Crown Princess seven night Western Caribbean from Fort Lauderdale prices are now from $449 per person so those are some really good deals going on. Yeah, you were talking about Disney earlier, and I have a little side note here. Do you think Disney and Disney Cruises will ever spin off, and Disney Cruises will be its own entity? You know, that, that's a great question, Doug, and you know, I've actually been uh, looking at that for some time. But the latest reports show that once fantasy comes in, I mean, Disney Cruise Line alone could be a billion-dollar industry. And over the course of the next several years, Disney Cruise Line will be 25% of the projected new growth profits. For Walt, the Walt Disney Company, so it might uh, might be very interesting to see if uh, whether or not Disney uh, Cruise Line maybe uh, you know spun off to uh, you know if, if that does you know improve shareholder value. So we'll have to see. Thanks, Stuart. That's going to do it. Coming up next week, travel writer Chris Owen will join us, and maritime legal expert Jim Walker gives us tips on how to stay safe at sea. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Passford, and I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.